to you various things as led by your spirit, let there be instant manifestation. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. We will not seek you in vain. The Bible says, I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. Lord, we pray for instant answer from heaven. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and repent of their wicked ways and seek my face. And he says, then will I hear from heaven, then will I hear from heaven, then will I hear from heaven. Tell the Lord, hear our cry, O God. 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 Tell the Lord, hear our cry, O God. Hear our cry, O God. As we cry unto thee, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Hear our cry, Lord Jesus. Hear our cry, O God. Hear our cry, O God. In these three days, let my voice be heard on high. Let my voice, tell the Lord, anoint my voice, O God. Let me be heard on high. Let me be hard, O God, on high. Let me be hard on high, O God. You did not say to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. We gather in the name of your son Jesus Christ tonight. Tell the Lord, anoint my mind, anoint my heart, anoint my thoughts, anoint my body. Let my voice be heard on high. Cleanse me, O God. Tell the Lord unto you, our gathering shall be. Let my voice carry authority. Let my voice carry your power. Let my plea be heard on your altar. Vale broke pague bambo si prale monde. Lord Jesus, we pray thee. Tell the Lord that your prayer will change from tonight. Your prayer will carry...
the authority and the power of the Most Holy One. Father, we pray thee. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 23. It says, they will not toil in vain. Or bear children doomed for misfortune. To misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with them. They are going to pray, Father, visit this word in my life. Today is the first of May. Let my harvest come. The harvest to my toilsome labor. Do not let me toil in vain anymore. Everything I put my sweat into, let me have bumper harvest and great result. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The Bible says, you will not toil in vain. You will not toil in vain. Tell the Lord, bless my hands. Bless the works of my hand. Tell the Lord, bless my thoughts. Everything I have laid these hands on. Tell the Lord everything I have labored for in my life. I call him my harvest in this month of May. God says, I will not toil in vain. I will not toil in vain. My labor shall not be a fuel for fire. It says our children shall not be doomed to misfortune. It ain't to command this into your family. I pray over all my children, these scriptures, none of my seeds shall be Father, fulfill this word and fill this word in Christ's great tabernacle. Both I and my descendant, Lord, bless us. Bless me and bless my descendants. To the place where our name shall be called blessed of the Lord. Our name shall be called blessed of the Lord. No more going into captivity. No more failure in any endeavor. Bless our thoughts. 
bless our intention. Father, we call unto you, King of heaven. Speak your blessing, O God. Rabodosi Pragabada. Make way for me where there seems there is no way. Make way for my children where there seems there is no way. Let there be highway for us in the wilderness. Begin to pray. Let misfortune be far away from my family. The Bible says there is no misfortune against Jacob. No sorcery against Israel. Rapale gebon ramesi kepale gredonde. This is the covenant of God with you and your family. This is the first day of the month of grace. Lord, we pray thee. This is the season of transformation for you. Father, misfortune shall be far from this house. We will not labor in vain. Never again shall we have a person that will fail in any endeavor. Lord, we pray thee, examination success with excellence and distinction. Business success in excellence and distinction. There will be no beggar among us. Doors will open for everybody. In this house, O God, fulfill the scriptures. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. You know, I had in my spirit, tell them to pray on the day that, on the day of my celebration, may I not be found wanting. This is what God told me. And He gave me a scripture following. It says in Isaiah 62, verse 8, it says, The Lord has sworn by His right hand and by His mighty arm, never again will I Give your gain, your grain, as food for your enemies. That happens when somebody had labored, enemy ravaged them and took them over, destroyed all of them and took their spoil. Are we together? You are going to say, Father, on the day of my celebration, may I not be found wanting. According to your holy word, O God, give me reward to my labor in life. And you come against every devourer, every plan of the devil to sabotage your effort that the Lord will destroy. Lift up your voice and let's pray together. On the day of my celebration, Lord, I will not be found wanting. 
Father, on the day that you will glorify me, I will not be found missing. There are some people, the day that they should be in the service that God has ordained to meet with them, that is the day they will have a headache, they will come to that service. It will not happen to me on the day of my celebration, on the day of my visitation. Lord, may I not be found wanting. May I not be found wanting. Zechariah was at a church on the day the angel of the Lord was sent to the church. Or else he would have missed destiny. Father, I pray for every member of this household all over the world. On the day of our visitation, on the day of our celebration, may we not be found wanting. We will not die before our celebration days. We will live to enjoy the labors of our hands. Father, tragedy will not eliminate us from the day of our glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, never again will I give your grain as a food to your enemy. My grain shall not become food to my enemies. My position shall not be taken by my enemies. It says, Never again will foreigners drink the new wine which you toil for. It says, But those who harvest it shall eat it. My food shall not be given to my enemy. My position shall not be taken by another. You will establish me, O God, in what you have provided for me. O Lord my God, on the day of my celebration, it shall not be the day of bad news for me. On the day you will visit me in the house of prayer, it shall not be the day that Satan will hinder me from coming to church. Oh Lord my God, Father, I pray thee, in Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. The book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. If you have your request for, to, for this month, you are written and hold it in your hand and lead it to heaven. If you did not write anything, make sure you don't come here tomorrow without writing. You lift your right hand up. You know, when the Lord told us to write a request, I told you many things. God said, tell them to write a request. And God said, one of the things He will help or He will achieve with us is to account for our life. People go to God and they ask for their wants, and God will not supply one. The Bible says, the Lord will supply your need. If you didn't sit down to write down and think about what you need, you cannot know what your need is. People ask for wants instead of need. So you know what I'm going to do for you? In this meeting, you will take the paper. I will give you a break. You, will take, you won't go away. You will stay where you are. You will think. Whatever comes.
to your mind that you know that you need. You write it down for the month of May. Then when you get home, you will develop it more. Are we together now? It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. And it says, your plans will succeed. Now, we're going to pray the first prayer here. Everything that I want to do this month, I commit them to you. Give me success. Shall we just pray? Everything I will lay my hands on. Everything I will set my hand to achieve. Everything that I present before you. All the needs that will face me. In every aspect. Spiritually, materially, financially. As Ezekiah presented his letter before you and you are to his voice. I present my letter before your throne. Answer my cry, O God. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly far above what you can imagine or ask for. Exceedingly far above. Tell the Lord, answer the cry of my heart. Answer the cry of my house. Oh my God, you are Jehovah Jireh. I ask you for provision from on high. A divine provision that is above the imagination of mortal man. Answer me, O oh Lord. Answer me, O oh Lord. Tell the Lord. Father, tell the Lord today is the beginning of this month. By the end of this month, give me testimonies. Let my mouth be filled with laughter and my tongue with songs of praise. That future says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. Your plans will succeed. Now begin to pray the second prayer. Give me plans in my heart that will bring success to the plans of my life. When I sit down to think, Help me to write down divine plan that will fulfill my desire. That will give me success in what I'm doing. Father, I pray thee, tell the Lord. Tell the Lord, give me plans. Holy Spirit of God, give me plans. A life without a plan is a waste. Jesus said, if a man wants to build a tower, it is by his plan that he can show for it. He will sit down first and he will count the cost. He will plan and say, do I have enough to complete this out? And Jesus said, if he cannot complete, will men not say, this man beginneth and he could not complete? Help me, O God, to plan in accordance to your will. Holy Ghost, take over my planning system. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. You know, this prayer I'm leading you to pray, I want you to pray it in your spirit, with your spirit to God. Because, you see, God is not happy at the position that we are. Let me say something to you. The time has come for... You know, Christians to produce members of parliament, 
the mayor of London, and the prime minister. People who are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, who know the Bible, who will go there and argue the Bible for us. People you don't need, you only need a little prayer effort for them because they are loaded. They pray like Daniel. We want Daniel, Shedra, Peshach, Abednego to rule over the kingdom of this country. This country, he said again and again, this is a Christian nation. This is a Christian nation. The prime minister said it. The queen said it again and again. Every year, she will speak and tell us this is a nation belonging to Jesus Christ. But that woman, the queen there, regardless of how much she says this every year, Christians still remain like ants. Order of things must change. If we don't join political party, and you are just, you belong to the party of complainants. You will go gray here and go to grave without results. That will not happen again. A good number of believers have gone to grave like that, just praying. No, they have prayed. We do. We don't pray. We do. We channel our prayer to other things that generations to come with it. They have prayed for us to rule the country. What are we doing? Just holding hands. The time has come for us to take our place. And you know, that will begin from what you are doing right now. Are we together now? So the prayer I'm leading you to pray, pray with your heart. I just led you through the proverb now. The Bible says that commit to the Lord whatever you do. And plans will succeed. That tells you that you need to plan your life. You can't just remain the same day every year, every day, every day, in and out. Having illusion rather than vision. A man with illusion is a man who says, I want to be, I want to be. They now sit and okay, sit down. How do you want to be it? I just want to be. People don't, don't want to be. Somebody said, even when Lucifer decided to raise his throne, he planned it to take over the angels first. It is his plan that Michael sabotaged. Are we together now? Demons don't just operate. They plan. They may plan for somebody for 20 years to strike him just for one day. Are we together now? So, as we pray, let your mind be educated. God is speaking to you from the scripture you are reading. One more scripture you are going to pray. I think two. One is Proverbs chapter 21 verse 30. It says, there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan can succeed against the Lord. This is our first prayer book I'm reading to you. Okay? That's the first prayer book in CFT. The first page. They're going to pray there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan can succeed against the Lord. You will pray that, Father, every plan of Satan against this house, this month, every member of this church will frustrate you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray and tell the Lord every wisdom of Satan about me. Lord, blood them by the blood of Jesus. I counter them by the blood of Jesus Christ.
Every plan of the devil, wicked one, tell the Lord to frustrate them. Every plan of the wicked one, Father, frustrate them. Frustrate them. Satan will not succeed. Against Christ with tabernacle, they will fail. In this month of May, weapons of Satan will not succeed. Against this house, they will fail. In this month of May, the strategy of the devil shall fail. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will have no effect. Pray. Tell the Lord, demons will not celebrate me. Angels will celebrate me. Every ugly head of the devil in your family, the time has come for them to come to an end. Father, frustrate the devil over my household. In this month of May, frustrate the devil over every family in this church. Frustrate every demon of hell in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every plan of Satan, Every activity. The Bible says there is no incantation against Jacob, no sorcery against Israel. No incantation against God with the Banaku, no sorcery against us. Every plan of the devil frustrates. Every activity of hell frustrates them. Tell the Lord in your holy anger, destroy the paths of Satan over us. In your holy rod, destroy the activities of demons in our families. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let the devil be overthrown. Everything the devil has begun in every life in CFT, let them come to an end tonight. Let them come to an end tonight. Put a stop over them, Lord. Satan shall not hold us ransom. We begin to bind every spirit of hell assigned against you and your life and family. Every spirit of hell will bind them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may the wrath of heaven come against them. Tell the Lord, let God arise and fight my battle for me. Let the God of Israel arise, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Let God, my Father, arise and fight my battle. Frustrate the plans of the devil. The Bible says there is no wisdom. There is no insight. There is no plan from hell that will succeed. Frustrate them, Lord. Frustrate them, Lord. Frustrate them, Lord. Frustrate them, Lord. Over this house, over every family in this house, over every son of this house, over every daughter of CFT, over every member of CFT. We frustrate the plans of the devil. Let illumination come to darken mind. Let case force from the eyes of mortal men. Let change be broken. Let fetter be destroyed. Let God be king. Let begin to pray against the deception of Satan. Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 4, Watch out that you are not deceived. 
Let us pray. Every way the devil has deceived us. Holy Ghost, expose him. Lord, expose him. Lord, expose him. People who have been deceived among us, deliver, 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 deliver. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come against deception. We paralyze the spirit of deception in the name of Jesus. We paralyze every activity of Satan. We paralyze the civil spirit. We rebuke the civil spirit. Let there be repentance. Let there be restoration in Christ the tabernacle. Let there be repentance. Let there be repentance. Let there be repentance. Let there be repentance. Let there be restoration. We frustrate every deceiving spirit by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let there be freedom. Lord, those who are falling away, let's pray for them to be restored. Come into every heart I've been deceived by the devil.
Lord, we pray for repentance in this hour. Cleansing, O oh God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying. Let's take us his feelings. Can I have the small uh, altar? You know, I promised you that I was going to take you through some scriptures about deception. Yes? You can sit down as you get there. I don't have to wait for everyone to come. Just sit down. They join you and they sit. Thank you for your order. What we have been looking into uh, for the past few days is the last days. And tonight, I just want to take you through a few scriptures in continuation of what I've been teaching you. Uh, the message really hails from the book of Matthew 24, verse 4. Or from verse 3, when the disciples of Jesus Christ asked Jesus that what would be the sign? When will this thing be? That is the pulling down the temple. And then what will be the sign of your coming and the sign of the end of age? And I help us to understand from that verse 3 in the morning that those two questions amount to one. Yes? Because he's talking about the coming and the end. Because Jesus is, Jesus is coming, bring an end to the age that is. Now, over last weeks, I've shown you from the scriptures about um, the coming of the Lord as recorded in the book of Peter. But this morning, I began to show you that from verse 4 of Matthew 24, it says, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. And I told you that the word no one is a plural word. It comprises a group of people. We agree on that together, yes? Come on, let's speak together now. We agree that no one means is referring to a band or group of people. It's not talking about one person. Because when, when in English you say no one, it means that it is a ban on several people. And no one among the people group can contravene that. Now we discover that there are three people group in the explanation of the word no one. The first person that could be deceived is you deceiving yourself. And I told you that majority of human beings on earth, that's what it belongs to, especially in the church, 
Let me refer to church. The majority of people who go to church belong to the band that deceive themselves. This is the reason why you see places where they lie, you see mob going there. Like places where in London here, you know, there's a place where they put Ribena, Ribena into oil and the man sells it and crowd go and they buy it. Okay? Among those who buy those oil are lawyers, are doctors, professors. They are supposed to be intellectuals. But we understand by their conduct that they are not really intellectuals, they are only lettered. And you wonder, why? Why? Majority of people deceive themselves. And I told you, anyone who decides to deceive himself, you are laying a bed for yourself of sorrow. You must sleep on it in your future. <laughs> are we together now? Because the reward of self-deception is a future regret. That prayer cannot change it. Fasting cannot change it. Repentance cannot change that. Okay? The way you lay your bed... Are we together now? Christians must be very, very intelligent. Because anybody who reads the Bible will be the most intelligent man ever. If you can understand the Bible, you are the most intelligent man. Because the Bible is not just a history book, though he has historical facts. And it is a literature book too. And if you can understand it, you have busted the principle to understand literature or history, which are leading careers and professions on earth. But beyond that, it is a mystery. And the mystery of the Bible is the part that connotes the divine wisdom. So for a human being to understand the Bible, you are very intelligent. There is nothing you want to do in the world you cannot succeed in. I believe that 100%. Show me a Christian who fails in academics, I will show you a Christian who does not buy. Show me a Christian who fails in business, I will show you a Christian who does not buy. Show me a Christian who is not up to date in his career, I will show you a Christian who does not buy. Really, I found out that your commitment to God, one of the things it does is that it disciplines your physical commitment. Some of the people who come late to church, go and check them, they are very slow in promotion in their office. Because that like a tragical attitude is what becomes their format of life. So they will always go there to where, you know, their blessing is and where they should be honored, where they should be promoted. That attitude towards God has, is, is a reflection, the attitude towards them, themselves is a reflection of their attitude towards God. But show me a, God, a godly man who really fears God and a, God, a man who really, you know, uh, uh, conducts his affairs with God with fear, it will discipline your human acumen that the same thing you will do to your life pursuits. If you don't take God serious, you can't take your life serious. You can't take your life more serious than you take God serious. And we understand the fact that taking God serious is not shouting and stuff like that. It is con conduct with God. It's conduct with God. And if Christians can have the understanding that the Bible and godliness is to help you attain every good thing. Then it is easy for you to glide in the world. Self-deception.
I, I spent a long time explaining to you self-deception. I told you something, don't forget this. To fail is not a problem. And it shouldn't be a disgrace. If you fail, then just go for it again. But if you deny your failure, you will never go forward. Because you cannot confront the reason why you failed initially. And then you try again, you will fail. Because you have not confronted your failure, you have magnified your failure as if failure is something peculiar or particular to you. Everybody failed before. In one thing or the other. And, you know, geniuses are, are made by trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing, but insisting to try. And then they discover something. Because they have failed several times on their intention to the place whereby that failure had made them master all the terrain of the intention. Then they will see a way out that, is, that a natural man cannot think. Then you call them inventors. This thing is about the Bible. Don't deceive yourself. Those of you who have been deceiving yourself, stop it. I will together now. If you do not have a career, tangible, look for one. I told all of you who are, who are members of this house, when you graduate university and you go and start a cock and boot business, you're just deceiving yourself. You're just deceiving yourself. You know the principle of God. As time endures, seed time, harvest time, will not what? So if you have no sown service that you serve some people, how would you set up an organization and expect to reap others serving you? They'll be coming, they'll be going. Do, we, do you understand what I'm telling you? A man that tells his wife, look at the ugly child you gave birth to. Okay? His wife should ask him, from who did the child come? I say that to tell you that you cannot get out of life what you didn't put into it. By fasting, by any big gymnastic you know, it will not work for you because it's the principle of heaven. It's the principle of heaven. If you don't have a career, get one. If you don't have a job, get one. Don't leave university and you think that you can go and set up business, you become a millionaire. You don't get millionaire like that. Let me say this to you. When you leave university and you serve, make sure that your university you read well. If you didn't get it well, go back, do it again. To do it, to, to do it one first degree three times is not a curse. Because the important thing is that at the end of it, you hit what you want. That's all. Industry won't ask you how many times have you done degree. What they want to ask you is that what do you hold in your hand? That's it. Okay? So don't think, you know, going to do a particular program is anything I'm going to start again, start again. That is BA, begin again. No problem. As long as the second time you are doing it, you do it now with more consciousness. Are you with me now? Now let me say something to you. If two people graduate in the university with good grades, one of them went in and started a business, one of them went into the industry and the choice industry. Okay? Like KPMG, like, you know, uh, you know, um, all these top Avalade industries. And that one who went to top industry set his or her heart to read the top in that industry and put all their thought into it. For 15 years, he will be in management position. 
Alright? Look, let me tell you, the other one for 15 years may not earn half of the salary of that person who, who is in industry for 15 years in his business. You know, in business you can see big money coming and the big money goes. That, is, that doesn't mean that you are solid. But you know something? The one who has sat the industry for 15 years, because he has sat under various human beings, he has several connections. Okay? Not only that, he had mastered the trick of the trade because he's now in executive position in one of the topmost in his career. If that man says, I want to set up, and especially if he's very good in his practice, you will not be amazed that the chairman will call him and say, I want to do business with you. It happened in this church. It happened in this church. At least twice it has happened among you. Okay? One of them, the, the, the boss said, I will sell this business to you. All my clients take it and go. And he did. And he gave him how much to pay, which he knows he cannot pay. And he said, pay over this period of years. And the guy paid it. I was involved in their contract. I wasn't a lawyer at the time. Okay? And the guy is making money. Because all the clients, all the sources, the guy gets his stuff from. He just inherited everything. And he took him along, before he sold it to him, to every place where he transacted business. Introducing him as his partner. And then he backed off. Because he's going for bigger things. You know, it's like somebody who went to Bible school. And then he went to start a church the second year. Another person went to Bible school. He went to serve in a church that has a structure and order. Alright? Why the one who served in a church, who went to start a church, thinking that, well, he just to make some noise and shout and jump up, people will come. Ten years' time, he's struggling to pay a rent. Okay? Whereas the other one in the other church, they've seen his gift, that he's well gifted. Before you know it, he's heading a cathedral. It is the principle of the spirit. Deception is a terrible sin. Let me say this to you. Let me show you some few scriptures. On self-deception, I gave you two scriptures. The first, the first on self-deception is the book of James, chapter 1, 22. It says, do not, be, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says, or be doers of the word. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and what? Immediately does what? Immediately forget what he looks. Now, that very verse says, do not be, do not 
merely listen to the word. Do not be a mere listener of the word, but be a doer of the word. Let me say this. Is that not academic principle? Don't go to lecture hall and just sit down. What did your lecturer say? It was a deep teacher. What did he say? It was very deep. In your examination day, when they ask you a question, you write, it was very deep. And they will give you a deep failure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bible is the principle to all success. It says when you are in the church and they preach the word, write down. Don't just sit down on the pews. Sit down at the pew of the church with the mind that you want to teach what you are hearing. So that when you are hearing from the preacher, you are also hearing from the spirit. And you are writing down the things that you are told so that you can regurgitate it. Are we together now? And the things that the Bible tells you, don't apportion it to somebody. You are not here to apportion blame from what you are taught. No, you want to look at how it hits you. What you need to correct. You cannot say that, oh, that one belongs to, uh, I wish Pastor uh, Alfonso was here to hear what Apostle is saying now. It is you. I wish my husband is here. It is you, not your husband. If your husband was not here and you were here, then you are the one God is speaking to. You know, self-deception is just a portion blame to everybody. When you, when Jesus says that you, you, you point to the, to the, to the speck in the eyes of others when you have a log in your eyes. Come to God with a heart to know so that you can do what God is saying. <laughs> Listen to me. Look at the second scripture about self-deception. Because that scripture says directly that if you, be, if you are somebody who listens to the word and you don't do it, you are deceiving yourself. Look at the second scripture. Mark, Jesus said this. Chapter 7, verse 9, verse 6 and 9. Or verse 6 to 9. He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about your hypocrisy. About you hypocrites, rather. As it is written... These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Listen to this. You have let go on the command of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. And he said to them, you have you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions or rituals. Did you see that? This is Jesus speaking about people who deceive themselves, call them hypocrites. Hmm? And Jesus said it clearly, these people honor God with their lips. They have no service. You know lip service is Yes sir, 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 yes sir. To, to just let him pass. And when he passed. Lip service is, you see a man of God coming, you go and look for something, picking the floor as if you are doing something. And when he goes, you do nothing. That is lip service. You want to impress people, but you do not serve God. Lip service also is 
In church, you are the best angel. But at home, you are a terror. And there is no way any man in church can marry who you are at home with what they know you to be in church. It's lip service. It's hypocrisy. Lip service was described or defined as a function of hypocrisy. Jesus said that. So therefore, every act of hypocrisy therefore can be inversely proportional to lip service. There is a relationship with hypocrisy and the description of lip service. Lip service is, Jesus said that you are hypocrite because what you say is different from what you do. Because what you say is not from your heart. It is from your lips and that's it. And that is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is somebody pretending to be what he's not. And I told you this too. In the church of God, you come to church every all these years, you know, as, so, some of you may get involved in the department and you are serving God and you are working, you are serving and you know, people are getting blessed by you and after some time, you just discover that you began to get busy. Get busy. <laughs> get busy. Jesus said that. That's how you have been the last days. That the love of many will wax cold. May your love never wax cold. When your love wax cold, you become a hypocrite. Because you want to present yourself to God as if you are still faithful. Perhaps you are not. When they now ask you, why don't we see you? Instead of you to say, oh, sorry, please pray for me. You put up a defense before the God who is asking you. It is God asking you through a member that we haven't seen you these days. And you lie before God. You put defense up. It is because, it, it is because, it is because, and you know that all the things you are saying because are not substantial. I told you today, here, I didn't say that to you in cathedral. That in, in the New Cross headquarters of it. I told you that in this church, one of us turned 96. Chifukuti, he was the next as a king on his throne. I told him, forget about it. He said, I've forgotten about it. I don't want it. Because they would just you to time it down. That was when he was younger. We prayed for him. He went to Nigeria. I told him, don't partake in that. But if you, if you withdraw, then you can, you can instruct whoever. You know? Uh, so he became a watchman. But let me say this to you. He still goes to the street to evangelize. On that, this month of Akoma, uh, last month of Akoma, he was here last week Friday at 96. He lives in New Cross. He was here. They were giving testimony. All of us were saying to him that he should stand here and give testimony. He, he said, all right. And he climbed... <laughs> You know what he's saying to us? that you, you don't reduce me to what I'm not. If all of you went up there, what is stopping me from also going up there at 96? And he got there, he gave his testimony. Yes? The man is still going to the park evangelizing. And somebody who is younger here will say, a reason why you are no more serving God as you should. I said it in the morning. Please stand up, sir. I spoke about you in the morning. What department are you, sir? I'm of How old are you, sir? 83. Is 83. Just 83. And he 
is an armor bearer. You know what armor bearer is? If apostle is coming in the morning, he calls me. By early, where are you, sir? When are you arriving? I tell him he, he, he summons all the other young ones and they are there. I'm going to do crusade. He follows me to the crusade. And he is among those who will go first to the crusade earlier to go and make sure that Apostle is arriving, is on the way, he's coming at this time, what is, everything is okay, to make sure things are okay. Please sit down, sir. He was there when God visited me in meetings. When the Spirit of God hit me and manifestation began, he was before his eyes. He was telling me that I want to go with you to this Nigerian crusade. And I said, I will make sure you are sponsored to go there. Okay? Now, you and I will report before God, and He will report before God. I mean, let's examine these things. And if someone says he's busy, there are people who are busy, are more busy, and they are still serving God in the same church. And I told you, youths, if any youth is in this church that is just shrugging his shoulder when I speak, you had Dickens Oji yesterday. His testimony. <laughs> and you have others too who have spoken. Their testimony. The way I'm showing you is the way to peace. Is the way to happiness. It is the way a man can live. And you have no fear. When your door knocks, bah, your heart will not jump out of your mouth. Because you have followed the path of righteousness. You don't live above your means. You walk in step with the Holy Spirit. You are not big-mounted. You are what you are. Finish. People know your problem so they can help solution because they didn't lie to them that you are, you, are, you are what you are not. While all of them are succeeding and helping themselves, they feel you don't need help because they feel you are too big. You, know? you are higher in position only to find out in five years that you are begging for food. That will not happen to you. Self-deception is a destroyer. He lays a bed of sorrow for the future. Nothing can deliver a man who walked in it. Jesus said it. Okay, I have just about 10 minutes to stop. The second thing I spoke to you is about Satan deceiving man. Satan deceives man through demons. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. He says, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such things come through hypocritical liars whose consciences were, have been severed or seared as with a hot iron. You know, this is a very extensive topic. I will not teach everything today. I will just give you a few scriptures today and tomorrow we will go into something deeper. The Bible says that Satan would deceive many people in the later days, in the end times. Okay? But if you look at this deception, it said, he will walk through two dimensions. He will walk through, through people. You know, it says the people will follow deceiving spirits and then things taught by demons. Now, let me help you understand how you can categorize that. Deceiving spirits are spirit beings who come to people and deceive them. Direct. Doctrines of demons are human beings who are ministers of God, but teaching satanic doctrines. 
You know, when you have evil thoughts coming to your mind, that is deceiving spirit. Like the case of that pastor who said that if you are committing adultery and they shot you dead in the act of adultery, if you are born again, you are going to heaven. He said that a common sense man will know that this man must be living in adultery. But a self-deceiver will just feel that, well, what a new teaching. Freedom to become dogs. Yeah? And Satan will set them up according to the book of Proverbs chapter 6 and 7. An arrow will pierce their liver when they draw close to the gate of death without anyone to, to redeem them. Listen to me, therefore. These deceiving spirits talk to you and I. This, Satan spoke to Jesus Christ in the form of a deceiving spirit. That temptations that Jesus had. So, deceiving spirits, their job is to manipulate our hearts, our mind, from our mind, suggesting thoughts to us that look good, but they don't, they don't look God. Look at me very well. I don't want any one of you to be a victim. Not everything that is good, that looks good, is God. Alright? If you get into good thing that is not godly, you will suffer because it's set up by Lucifer. If you are the Son of God, turn the stones to bread. It is written. Look at this lofty hill. Jump down from it. After all, the Bible says. Come on now. Look at this scene a little while. Apostle is not here. No member of CFT. You can just hit and run. Then the person that you hit. Two years after a member of CFT. Holy Ghost directs him to her. And she accepted Jesus said, which church do you go? I go to Christ with Vanaku. Ah, please, I want to join you in church tomorrow. He come to church tomorrow. By the gate standing you who hit and run. Now, you know the difference between both of you. She is born again now. And she has fear for what she had done wrong. You see, you are deceiving yourself now. What happened? The woman comes and reports. When they report to Apostle, what do you think Apostle will do? I will call you. So come and face Father's word. Because the Bible says you will not answer, you, you, will, not, you will not accept the, 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 the testimony of a man for judgment. You bring the two people together. How will it be? Imagine, a woman like that came out without telling anybody for testimony. I said, praise the Lord. Everybody says, hallelujah. She said, I want to testify. Amazing grace. <laughs> How sweet the sun. That saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now. And you are the one that is the chief usher standing to vet those who are good testimony. And then he said that. I want to tell you how God delivered me from my fornicator partner. How would you feel? 
that person will feel that the ground should open his mouth. You know something? Could you sue her? No, it's her sincere opinion. And under the ethics of her religion, confession is paramount. Hmm? You think it cannot happen? You watch it. Watch it. That's the reason why you must not follow deceiving spirits. They wreck your life. Just in one go. They set you up. They finish you. There are things I could have told you, but I'm on live camera. Things that I, I stumbled across in my law degree. A particular story so pathetic. Not two stories. Very pathetic. Satan doesn't like a man. He will entice you to destroy you. He will entice you to reduce you to ashes. He will entice you to relegate you. He will entice you to make a mockery of you. That's what the devil does. He will sing your mockery after you've fallen into his hand. Deceiving spirit. Now all these ministers who are perpetrating lies in the television, they are all manipulated by deceiving spirits and then they came up with all these demonic teachings. How can you deliver yourself? Anything anybody teach, check the Bible. It is so. You know, those lies they lie on television, a stupid man can always bust their folly. Excuse me. Ezekiel 18 verse 1. What is this proverb I'm hearing from Israel? The sons are eat, the fathers are eating sour grapes, the teeth of the sons are set on edge. Read it all further. It says, Never shall you say it again. And then the preacher came and said that the fathers are eating sour grapes and the teeth of sons are set on edge. And she's screaming and shouting and he's sweating and laboring and and you follow the hi ha ha. It's because you want to deceive yourself. The guy is speaking out of deceiving spirit because you have been deceived. Listen to me. Every problem you have, they will attach you to a demon. A Christian can be barren only for a short while. Because the Bible says there shall be no barren. If you marry and you haven't got a child, you are not barren. It's not because of your sin or the sin of your father. God doesn't do that. If you have repented before the Lord for anything you have done, your father's sin is even useless. He has no jurisdiction over you. But if you haven't known the Lord, walk in sin. I told you in the morning, that is what the blood of Jesus is for. But you have to, when you say you repent, don't go back to it, shut the door against it. That's what the Bible says. When you do commit a sin and you say, I'm sorry, and you go back to it, you are taking God for a fool, for a ride, and God will deal with you terribly. You know, the anger of God is so terrible that man shouldn't fall a victim. I was reading the, the testimony of hell. I, I'm investigating hell from the very mouth of Jesus Christ himself who created it. And I read when he said that there are worms in hell. He said one thing, that their fire will never go off forever and ever. And he says that their worms do not die. They will enter through the human body, eat him up in pain and in sorrow. They are fire themselves, come to their nose and be eating up all their, their, their worms. And the whole outside is burning sulfur. And these worms are created with sulfur. They are sulfuric worms. You know what sulfur is? Drop one in your body, you'll see what it is. That is hell for you. No man should go there. 
But if you follow the deception of the devil, no one can help. No one can help. Hell is terrible. I will talk about it. When I talk about hell, some of you will be shaking. Okay? We mustn't go there with the devil. So you have deceiving spirit and things taught by demons. Well, you know, the things taught by demons and deceiving spirit. But tomorrow I will carry on with helping you to, to expand further. Because these things, people will ask you who are Christians who go to churches where they don't teach anything. You must be able to say, come on, dad, sit down. Both of us want to go to heaven. But let us see what the Bible says. You know? The final one is 7 Corinthians 11.15. That is a summary of both. The seven spirit and things about demons. It says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is not, so it, so it is not strange if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. All these ministers you see on television, every preaching is money, everything is Satan, is a curse, is a devil somewhere. They don't teach about sin, they don't teach about judgment, they don't teach about righteousness, everything is, it will be good for you, it will be better for you. Yes, those things are, are, God said it, but in the context of, you know, the use, that's not what God is saying. All of them will soon be faced out by God in judgment and wrath. You will read many more on the pages of your YouTube. I tell you this. They will not last this season. The tolerance of God had got to an end. And he had begun to pull the carpets underneath them. And he began to expose them. Both in the government and in the church. As the Lord told us last year, he would do this year. Be careful of masquerades in the church. People who call themselves born again, but they introduce you to sin. They are masquerades. People who call themselves born again, and they always invite you to be talking things that will be sinful. When to born again meet, what should they be discussing? The Bible. The Bible. When you come and discuss somebody else, you better tell that person you are a devil. Don't size the person up. Before you tell him that you are a real devil. He says, are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. That one speaking inside you. The Bible says, if, if anything lovely, anything that is of good report, if anybody consider it. Iron sharpness, iron. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A man you go to, and he's always talking about other people. He's full of spirits of devil. When you go to a man, and man is always talking about the scripture. Oh, what I read this, this morning. What well, God bless me. That person is the person you should associate with. The Deceiving spirits have been spread all over the church across the globe to wreck believers. You'll be free from them. You know, the first pedestal is that you know the truth, what I'm teaching you. Somebody one day, a deacon one day in a church, I introduced him to a lady in another church to help him in his business. Okay? And that deacon went to that lady after going away. Doesn't, the deacon doesn't live in this country. After going away back to his country, he started writing letters to this lady uh, that uh, he lo- he, she lose good and uh, eventually wrote email and that, uh, you know, she is very good to be a partner. And the lady wrote her, him back that, are you not married? 
He said, yes, your wife is a dickiness. And he wrote back that, you know, what are you talking about? That is not a problem. We can still be friends. And, you know, and the lady said that, explain your friendship. He didn't know that the lady was copying me all the emails. I have them here. I can read them to him the day I see the man. Today. Because I don't destroy my email. They must remain until rapture. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. I more. Somebody accused me. I will carry the email and show him. And all the image he was sending me. And then I said to her that, tell him to tell you in plain language what his intentions are. And the man said, when I come here, you know, just to refresh with you in the hotel. And then the lady said that, please, can you explain the area of refreshment, whether you need coke or... He said, you know, I, you can be my second wife. And then said, can you explain to me what second wife is? He said, you have children for me. And that one now said to him that, but where do you find this in the scripture? Uh, uh, Dick in Abba. And he now sent the woman a website of Christians, born again they call themselves, who developed the website and the theme of it is polygamy, a lifestyle of a believer. And they spoke about David, they spoke about Solomon, and then they said that polygamy is accepted by God today. And that many Christians are naive, deceiving spirits. So, I now said, tell her who you are. Because she goes to a church of one of my sons. She now wrote back to him, giving him scripture. She copied me about hell. I said, you, you are really born by by Bible. She she gave him low down. Adultery and hell. Adultery and hell. Adultery and hell. From that day, the discussion ceased. And the deacon also uh, just had one cuckoo stuff and he didn't call me again. I called him. He would not carry my number. I called him. I tried him. He would not carry my number. Because I'm sure that he has suspected that it seems as if the language, the last language of this girl or this woman, it, it connotes apostles language. You know, some people say that my preaching is tough. Is it tough? No. It's only sensible. <laughs> my preachings are very simple, easy for a man that is not stupid. But a man who deliberately wants to be foolish and who wants to suffer in the hands of all these false ministers so that they will be conducting deliverance for you and taking your money when there is nothing to deliver. My words are hard. If what I'm saying is written in the Bible, God hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. How will you feel? Yesterday was my, I think it's yesterday. Yesterday, yes, was my wedding anniversary. Because I thought we were in the third day now. That's why I forgot yesterday. Now, and you just hear that apostle said that the Holy Ghost told me to divorce my wife. You believe that? What will you think? Those of you who see with me, some of you will first break down. Some people will collapse. Some will be in shock. Some will be praying in tongues. Some will begin to say, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on apostle. Lord have mercy on apostle. Apostle will not go to hell. Did you see my photograph? It's apostle. And I said that now, the head of the choir is now the one Holy Ghost said I should marry. Will you not say that, excuse me, apostle, <laughs> I will receive many attacks here. Do you know why? Because I have taught you the truth. A bishop did that in Nigeria 
and 90% of his members remained with him. A marriage of 22 years. And when the few went to the bishop and said that, why did you do that? They, they said that, but it is the bishop we listen to to know what God is saying. I thank God that I don't pastor church of fools. My people are wise. <laughs> they are intelligent. If anybody stands on my pulpit and preach nonsense, you can stop him there and open the scripture. One of you have done that one time many years ago. Stop him there and say, sir, you said this on the pulpit now. Can you extend this scripture to me? Huh? That is the kind of persons you ought to be. The way to righteousness is easy. It is safe for you and I. It is guarantee of our better tomorrow. And at last, we will be the remnant that God can depend upon. God is aching now. The heart of God is sore now. The Father is saying, who can we send? And somebody in this place today will say, here am I. Send me. Let's stand upon our feet. I want us to pray a prayer of thanks today for the strength of today and the hope of tomorrow. Begin to thank God for the strength he's given us for today. O oh Lord our King, I thank you for the strength of today and the bright hope for tomorrow. Lord, I bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Let us begin to pray that the word of God will grow in our hearts. And the word of God will be broadened in our spirits. Pray and tell the Lord, let your word have roots in my heart. Now let's begin to pray for strength for tomorrow. Grant me strength for tomorrow, Lord. Grant us strength for tomorrow. Tomorrow is a public holiday. Grant me strength for tomorrow, Lord. Pray and tell God, let my tomorrow be secured in you. Uphold me with your righteous right hand that I will not fall. Tell the Lord, help me to be faithful to you to the last, to the end. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In this month, the Lord will show you favor. In this month, the Lord will show you mercy. In this month, the Lord will show you glory. In this month, the Lord will show you power. In this month, the Lord will show you healing. In this month, the Lord will tabernacle over you. In this month, the Spirit of God will fill your mother's body. In this month, this month, the Lord will extinguish every darkness around you. In this month, the Lord will let His light shine along your path. In this month, your story will change. A new covenant I make with you, says the Lord. I will do wonders never done in any place on earth. And the wonders that the Lord will do for you shall mark your name. Your name shall be changed by the visitation of God. According to Ezekiel 34 verse 10, it shall be unto you this month. I say it shall be unto you this month. Satan will fail all around you. Every activity of hell over you and your household are extinguished in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You will rise up like the lilies of the morning. You will become bright and shining. And your glory shall be visible to all mankind. Ah! Hell had lost. Anyone who came here today that hell is holding his mouth, you are set free! Somebody who has gone into a wrong relationship abroad, you are set free! If a man is married, he's not supposed to commit adultery. And you marry and you go away and then you go and meet somebody abroad. That Satan wants is a broad way to hell. Today, the umbilical cord of that person that you have been connected. I call it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you who have entered this month and you have been married. And you are waiting on God for the fruit of the womb. As the testimony of heaven is true, there shall be no barren among you. I call your womb into the covenant. Be fruitful in the name of Jesus, Father of Nazareth. Every one of you who are waiting on the Lord for your future partner, those of you who have met the persons you have married, I decree that the shield of heaven will surround the relationship. Satan will not be able to break it. Man will not be able to tamper with it. Those of you who have entered into deception, I shut down the gates of deception in the name of Jesus. Those of you who are yet to meet the one God as a thing, I call him forth in the name of Jesus. I call her forth in the name of Jesus. The people God will give you to marry in this house, they may not be a member of this church, but they will be remnant of God's children that are hidden in various places. The Holy Ghost will direct your path together. Your ending shall be more jubilant than your beginning. Everybody who had failed before, I stand by the covenant of God, I declare. According to the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse 17, the spirit of excellence and the spirit of success, intelligence that, that is outstanding to human understanding, receiving the name of Jesus. The Bible says the memory of the righteous is blessed. You are blessing your memory. I decree your memory blessed in the name of Jesus. Everyone the devil has stolen from you, I arrest the thief. I command it to pay back tenfold. I command it to pay back tenfold. In the name of Jesus, Father of Nazareth, whatever the devil has stolen from you, receive it back in Jesus' name. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Lord, when men give yield to your rod and your staff, they receive comfort. For all the rod and the staff of God, the correction God has given to you is the rod, the staff is the word of God. Correction and direction you have been receiving in this house, receive comfort from this hour in the name of Jesus Christ. Then he says, he laid a table before me. Tonight, God will lay a table before you. I said tonight, God will lay a table before you. Any decision that has been made against you, I revoke it in the name of Jesus.
shall be called to your dining table. They will stand and serve you on your dining table. He said, he set a table before me before my enemies. I said, the table that the devil said it will not be set tonight, it is set to, it shall be set. 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 The angels of God will attend to my word. The demons of hell shall miss before you like a smoke. My God and King, any news that any member of my house here have had, or them all over the world who belong to this family, any news they have had, that is a bad news. There is no bad news in God. Even when he afflicted them, he healed them. And then for the affliction of the devil, he says, the Lord healed thee. Every bad news that we had in April, Father, I killed them in the name of Jesus. As April ended yesterday, and it will never be recorded again or called back again until Judgment Day, all bad news, I shut you down. All bad news, I shut you down. Father, doors of good news is open to everyone. And as you leave this place tonight, we shall receive good news. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody put his hands together for the Lord. All my students who are doing exams, none of you will fail any longer. You will pass in excellent spirit. I told the Lord in the dead of night, whenever the Lord visits me in my studies, that Lord, I want to give double of this knowledge you are giving me to all my members. Especially those of them who are studying. Give them ease in studies. You know, because I am still baffled at what, when I look at my results in school, I'm still baffled that, are they true? In a postgrad in law, I'm still baffled. But let me say something to you. I was sharing this with my daughter. What I recognize is that in this, my law degree, which is going increasingly, when I look at a lecture, if I read the lecture, okay, you know, the stories, so many lectures, and I will see a line, if I pass it, something will rewind me back. I will read that line and mark it. Read again, read the other line, mark it. Read again, read the other line, mark it. Those lines I mark are the question. Then, having read everything, I will now take those ones I marked. And now look at the critical. Then I will begin to answer the question. I, I will be amazed when the lecturer writes that you all it. I can show all of you the, 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 the comment of my lecture. He says that you understand the question first. And then they write that you wrote down the facts. Okay? And then they will say that you applied the right case laws. Those of you are there understanding. Then he will say to me that, well, next time, just embellish it with this. And I get A. So if I had embellished, I would have gotten what? A star. <laughs> and the one I got A star, my lecturer, I few A stars I have. He wrote there that all this, you understand the question, you went direct to the answer, you didn't beat about the bush. 
you use the right case laws, you use the right statute, and then he said that you were excellent in your exponent. My, and he gave me a star. Do you know something? I now told God that, but I don't need this now. All these people need it. Give it to them. Give it to them. Do you know something with God? He answers prayer. There will be none of you that will fail. The knowledge of Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, it will enter into your brain. The thing you will not achieve is the thing you cannot imagine. Anything that God can bring to your imagination, if you are a member of this house, as you are imagining it, capacity is entering your mind. And provision shall be set before you. You will never want a provision, neither will you lack capacity to deliver. Really, this, your own period will be exponential. Men will see your success and they will marvel and question, how can a man have such success? Your success will not be gradual, it shall be exponential. Watch out, this is the month of May. The fifth month, God said he will visit us. Seventh month, he said he will visit us. And tenth month, this is the fifth month. Before this month runs to an end, God will knock your door. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Please, let's take our seats. I think I will call... Um,